Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Welcome to Mice Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. I don't know. I still kind of like Geronimo House. Uh, it's a bad habit. <laughs> Are you there, Richard? Yeah, I'm sitting right here. Okay, because when you, your first the first words you said were lost. Is it? Oh, sorry. I was adjusting. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you pulled your pod up. What is that chirping? Pull your pod. pod? Okay. You know what a pod is. So I have yes, to, I know. Okay. I know. It just sounds uh, naughty. It's, you know, one of my backup devices chirping that it needs a, you know. A new battery. A new battery. It's either, you know, Verizon seems to think I own their equipment and I should replace the battery and, you know, that. And then my the actual battery backup for uh, the computer's also been chirping at me. And I swear the battery isn't that old, but I guess they just don't last. <laughs> Music begins. What's that? Don't you recognize it? No, because usually whatever you pump through comes in all. Stop right there. You don't recognize? No, I don't recognize it. Well, you know, neither you or Geronimo know your heritage. That's Hungarian folk music. <laughs> I have no family from Hungary. Yeah, but he, he's talking about when he's played. Uh... I've played. Your engine music, and you didn't know what it was. Yeah, but it wasn't for my. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. I found. I found the oh, right. Did you? Oh, okay. Yes, and you're still like. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, I'll sit corrected. You went how? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, we're talking about someone from the old country. Where is that? You just you um. Reminded you of something? No, you had a Facebook post that you know. One of those. Yeah, I'll just. Click along. Here. Oh, let's not bore the audience too quickly here. Let's, uh, what should we talk about tonight? You know, funny enough, we did get an email saying that all that talk about, you know, where to live and the crime rates, actually, they found some interest in it and they were... Is that Trans-Siberian? Yeah, it was... Um... It sounded like it. It's a um, pale face brother, all about red man. Okay. <laughs> I love the trans. It was it's a uh, their uh, Franz List stuff. It's like a medley of all his tunes. Mm. I was that just, guy's Hungarian. I was just listening to some of. Uh, they've got a l- pretty extensive collection on Spotify of trans Siberian. So, One album I have. It. Yeah, that's probably the most well-known. Yeah. A lot of people use that. Which one? The, um... Uh, Sarajevo, I can't remember. Oh, the yeah, it's, it goes into the Bell Carol. Yeah. Right. It's the one that I think first went around when you were still looking at posted size stamped videos when people were sharing them and some uh, electric engineer had wired up his house. No, that was Wizards in Winter. 
Well, Wizards, Wizards, of, of, Wizards of Winter. Okay, yeah, that one I remember very well. That, that was the one that got me going into it. And I, uh, well, Rush also plays it a lot during this time of year. He he interjects it with a lot of bumper stuff because he, he loves Trans Siberian Orchestra also. But this particular tune is, you know, this is Hungarian music. And you usually hear it in Bugs Bunny cartoons as well. I'm waiting for the where it gets to the crazy piano part. Sorry. All right. Done with that. So if crazy I would have played something part. like that, you would have recognized it. Maybe. No, no, no guarantees. Okay. See, that sounds more Celtic to me than... That was Irish, yeah. That, I was going to say Irish. That was for the one. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> Wait, okay. you know what? We, we do have some mail. Okay, mail, 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 mail. Yeah, we, we should. Mail call. It's exactly what it is. Where's uh, where's, where's the gunny? Uh, the gunny is coming up short tonight because you can't talk and fight at the same. I know I have the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not that. It's it's you know, personal to me. It's system overload. I'm actually currently rendering in After Effects. Oh, have- come on. <laughs> I have Premiere open, and I and I also have uh, why is compressor open? I don't know why that one's open. Um, well, I have to because I've got a project due tomorrow, and I've got After Effects rendering some some stuff. So all right. So which mail did you want to start with? Go, Jack, and it's time for mail call. There we go, a gunny. <laughs> He's always uh, good for a laugh. Let's see. We had one from Bruce. He said we didn't need to talk about it on the show, but we yeah. should acknowledge that we did get it. Freedom Land. Yeah, about the Freedom Land discussion. I think a lot of people find that somewhat interesting because they just didn't realize it was there and some guy had left Disney and did this thing. Um, uh, another guy telling me he got a videographer job, good for him. You know, Sean, uh, he was looking all over too, but ended up getting one in Arizona, so forget for him. And uh, where is that? Well, guy, um, did you ever answer Guy? Guy. I think of Galaxy Quest, introduce all the guys, and then it's like Guy. No Guy one. Hutchinson? Yeah. Did you not get it? He wanted to know, you know, what, you, here, I'll send it to him. No, it was a tweet. It was a tweet, right? I got an email, so I'll, I'll send it. Let me it. see. Hang on. I got it from Twitter, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to jump on to Twitter real quick. What you used to record the show and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote him back. I told him. <laughs> he's like... Um, so Greg says you use this, this, and I'm, no, I run everything through a, a mixer now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I answered him. Yeah, software. It was, I was back in November, almost a month ago. It's been that long? Yeah. What yeah, was, yeah I, I told him I'd stopped using Pretty May once I got the mixer. Oh, okay. Um, there was one I hope Richard answered, but then we also got this one from Tyler. Uh, I haven't been receiving email for over a year now. Okay. Well, okay. let's okay. Let's this quick one from Tyler was one of these. Um, he said he saw this page floating around online, eleven stories from CMs that most people wouldn't believe, and they're amazing. Um, and I'm not sure I believe them either. Uh, it's from Tyler. Uh, yeah, I saw this mail. Is future Disney Imagineer. So I'm glad that he's got some aspirations. Make sure you get your degree. You're super, super duper talented, and. Uh, be willing to work for free for a while. That's what I say to become an Imagineer, but 
they have so many intern programs. I'm like, you know, if you can afford to work for free, do it. If that's what you want to do. But yeah, I, I read these and I really have a hard time believing some of them, but then again, you never know in this world. Um, I know lots of people that work. Well, not lot. One, sorry. I know one, (laughs) but through this individual's Facebook feed, I know she has colleagues that are very unhappy with BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed throws up all these these supposed random things yeah. that happen, and then people go try them at Disneyland and they get disappointed because it really doesn't go. You know that whole thing, like say, say, where's Andy's coming to? Toy Story people are supposed oh. to collapse and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I saw that one too, and I thought that's just got to be you know vicious rumor, but. Um, Though one of them was funny. Uh, the very last one? No, no, no. I was working at the kitchen at Cinderella's Castle. When his, uh, this family four came into the dinner, about halfway through the dinner, the husband politely stands up and taps his glass for attention. He announced that his wife of 15 years had been cheating on him for over a year. The entire place stood still in shock. He motioned for his kids, paid the waitress, and left the wife crying at the table. Yeah. What I found funny about it was I was working in the kitchen. <laughs> and he saw all this happen. So, you know, finally, okay, it could have been told to him by someone, you know, upstairs. But, you know, I, I, I truly believe words matter, and you better think about how you told the story because it doesn't make sense that way. Um, which one uh, you were t- – tell us about the one you were – thought was funny. Not funny, but just the the last one about the, the BGM Pirates <laughs> – Oh, <laughs> which I thought that one's one you would have zoomed in on. Well, the bomb scare one with this cheesy, this must be Europe because that security uniform does not look American. Um, I, I, you know, like I said, I did not receive any of this. What is it? Are you guys looking at? Uh, are do you, you, do you, you hear Richard? Are you talking into your microphone, dude? He's probably looking yes, at- I'm talking in the microphone. I had the microphone turned around so I didn't poke myself in the face here. But- oh. Oh, I'll, I'll get this one, Richard, because I think you'll appreciate this one. Um, and oh, I, I can I, drop I, this into the. I'll drop yeah, the link go, into the Skype oh, chat. Do that. Um, I, I do believe this is um, over in uh, Europe. Someone had left an abandoned bag at the base of Space Mountain for more than 15 minutes. So we followed the normal security procedure, and they brought a bomb dog out to sniff it. When our Pluto came to check the bag. He sniffed it and sat down, which signals there is something wrong with his bag. So we had to evacuate all of Tomorrowland, literally all the attractions, stores, restaurants, and all the CM cast members, or CMs, cast members in parentheses, were standing at all the entrances freaking out because now, of course, we were sure a bomb was going to go off and we would all die. Turned out that the backpack was just forgotten, full of carne asada burritos, and Pluto sat down because he thought he was getting a treat. And they, they have these little tags at the end. They'll say, like, I guess, TL, Tomorrowland. I don't know. And then they, um, DL, DR. I, I don't know. Disneyland like, Resort. They all say TLDR. Yeah, maybe that's their their thing before they do their comment. So their comment is, someone left the bag. They called a bomb dog named Pluto. He sniffed and sat down with signals that something is wrong. Everyone panics, turned out it's a burrito, and the dog wanted a treat. That's like their synopsis, maybe, of, of the... I, okay, but I, I know any working dog like that they don't they don't alert for stuff like that yeah I they know. alert they alert for what they know they alert for exactly 
and, and again, this is um, no. It's not to say that. I mean, humans can make a mistake, so I guess a dog could. But for the most part, they're trained pretty well. And yes, I, I would believe you that they're not going to respond um, uh, like that. And again, and I'm looking at this picture. Is this also what pirates looks like in uh, in Paris? Because this doesn't look like either of the pirates domestically. Uh, yes, because we board. Yes, this is Paris Pirates because you come down this wall here and you board from the left, yeah, or okay. to the right to the left instead of left to the right. Yes. No, did you want to read this one? Because this one, this one goes along with all those old stories I used to tell about the parking lot. Yes, I no. <laughs> it's okay. I don't need to tell it. Yeah, I then <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm part of the Caribbean. A girl in the back row was seen on the security cams giving her friend. A BJ. As soon as they, as soon as he blew his load, she leaned over to spit it out. When over the PA boomed, not in the water. So she, so she was startled and she swallowed. She was so startled. She, she swallowed. Uh, that that was Disneyland. I talked to a couple of the ROs that were there that night. It was one of the late nights just before closing, and they had called everybody up to the tower because everybody knew what was going to happen. They intentionally left a couple boats in front of them. Clear and a couple boats in back of them clear, and everybody's up in the tower watching it. And when she uh, suddenly the head pops up, she spits in the water, and one of the guys just couldn't help himself. He reached across the console, hit the PA, and said, "Please don't spit in the water." And they said she just looked around with this look of horror on her face, and you could hear this scream coming down from down below. See, this is one of those stories that I don't know. I actually do believe. I'm sure it's probably happened. Because everybody I know tells it slightly different, and it's been like a common thing. Oh, we always give room, but you know, with with ones that look like they might get a little, you know. Yeah, yeah, we could see it coming a mile away. How yeah. long's how long's this ride? Oh, it's twenty two minutes. Yeah, but then I know that thing that's happened in the parking lots. But you know, everybody's got their own version of it, so it's probably happened in one way or the other. Uh, the Make a Wish one is the one I thought was kind of disgusting and funny, and I could see that happening based on. All the um, hubbub that's been going around since they changed the uh, back of the uh, the back door policy. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at that uh, uniform you're talking. That's Hong Kong, I believe. Oh. I, I'm telling you, though. I think so. Every, everything that comes from BuzzFeed's got to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I, I, I um, I'm there with you. This is an awesome picture of Indiana Jones, though. I got to say the. Um, I think the ride was stopped. Had right had to have been stopped. Yeah, think. I mean, it's almost too good because you start to see that you know the detail is just flat paint, but it's got a an HDR quality to it. Uh, no, it's a. I think it's a great picture. I just think it happened when. Oh yeah, no, I, I guarantee you it did. Um, uh, it's too I'm, clear. It's too clear, and you could see some of the work lights starting to come up. Yeah, I was just say there's not enough work lights on. I didn't think, but. Um, you know, I'm going to look at that picture again, Richard. Do you think that's Hong Kong? Because yeah, I was yeah. looking at his patch on his arm. Let's see if I can blow this thing up. Oh, I'm, yeah, sure, you, I'm, I'm sure you like the elephant picture too, right? I've moved away from it, so I don't Take, remember it. Go, go, go scroll up. Take a close look at the elephant. Count his oh. legs. Oh, oh, that that one. <laughs> talking about <laughs> schlong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the picture distorts too much so i can't really tell but i'm looking at the people you know yeah you could be right there's only one white person in the background and most of them look asian so it could be hong kong you might be right richard well i think i've, I've seen that uniform before 
and I think it was Hong Kong. The big thing that catches my eye is I'm looking at the castle design. That looks more that's on the emblem, and that's like a Disneyland castle design. And I couldn't picture using that type of design anywhere else except in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I get you. All right, so what I wanted you more to know about, Richard, and we I forgot to mention this the last show. I, I did want to talk about it. We did a whole bunch of other things. And I, I think I might have responded to the guy hoping that you responded, but I didn't realize you weren't getting your email. Uh, it has to do with the uh, history of the Christmas Fantasy Parade. And even if you don't know, I'm sure you'll make up something good for us. So I, I, I always do. Okay. I was wondering what you guys know about the history of the Christmas Fantasy Parade at Disneyland. Wait, stop. I, stop. Where's this mail? Oh, it was like the day before. Yeah, it was the day before. Uh, uh, it was a week before same guy Tyler. It was a week before his previous one, so it's okay. like or fifth. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen gotcha. it in person once back in 2004. It was significantly different from the old Very Merry Christmas Parade, which I've only seen thanks to the Magic of Christmas at Disneyland VHS from the early 90s. And there have been plenty significant changes since I saw it live. The only things I know about the history are one. The Toy Factory Float, which I saw in 2004. The Ice Rink. The Mail Room are all carryovers from the previous Christmas Parade I see in the VHS. Though in the VHS, the float now known as a Mail Room was Snow White's Cottage. Two, the Toy Factory has been replaced with an upgraded version of the original. Uh, appears to be in Walt Disney World now. Three, Ariel was on a stack of blocks when I saw it in 04, but she isn't now. Four, Aladdin and Jasmine used to get ridden. Driven. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, driven. Sorry, I was. <laughs> and then awesome you think, look. You're thinking about the elephant, right? A slave by the genie. <laughs> but I remember seeing a news story once about a parade float running into someone. My dad and I both knew from the tease that it would be a float. I'm also wondering how they chose which elements to show in the Disney Parks Christmas Parade because they always seem to change out some of my favorite parts like putting Tink on the ice rink instead of Mickey and Minnie. And the last thing, what do you guys think of them leaving such massive gaps between the segments of the parades now so that people can get across certain parts of the parade route? Personally, I get why they do it, but I wish they wouldn't make the people find a different way around uh, like using the train... During the parade. Now, I'll make a comment on the last thing first. And, I, and I'll join you on that because I was going to work backwards on that as well. We used to have a Skyway, which you could get over. But awesome. Now, that was the best way to get around. Be correct and other reasons to get that, uh, get rid of that. Um, two, I hate it at Disney World because there are no parade crossings that I can remember. Like if you get stuck over by between like Pirates and you want to go to um, Splash, impossible for the entire length of the parade there will be no gaps no breaks you're stuck um so i like that they have the crossings and yes sometimes the timing gets a little spread out but um you would have a lot of unhappy campers if they couldn't get to the other side of the park and the trains just couldn't manage to do it that's my opinion richard i i know you had something to say well, i was going to say uh similarly um yeah, as we all know, we have had floats that have gone one side or the other and have hit something or someone, unfortunately. So over the last, I want to say the last year in particular, maybe a little bit more, uh, the parade crew has been 
almost they've been really overprotective and yeah they have given some extra spacing between float units and they've given it some extra spacing for uh, the crossovers are you uh, wait, are I, you saying a parade or a float hit someone at the crossover or just on the sides cuz just you, on the side okay just so on I, the side it sounded like you were mixing that with the crossover thing so yeah i think didn't didn't uh didn't it wasn't well, a Christmas, I, I, I meant I see where it sounds like I'm running together. I meant to say that they've become a little bit more hypersensitive about the safety of the floats. And as a result of that, this is one of the added results is that they've given some extra space between units and they've given some Well, they don't space. run into each other. I would say, didn't um, seem I remember a while back, um, uh, not the Christmas parade, but another parade where um, Dopey ran into somebody, or maybe it was one of the snails in, uh, on the um, electrical electric parade. Yeah. And and Mr. Smee on the electrical parade when he's driving that little rowboat around. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but it does happen once in a while. And fortunately, you know, they're going slow enough that, you know, people get out of the way and it really doesn't do anything. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not surprised a snail runs into somebody with the way they spin that thing at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Guy yeah. gets dizzy, comes out comes out of his spin and crashes right into someone. Yeah, no, no. Um, I, I didn't realize, and I, you know, again, parades change. I mean, the electrical parade stayed pretty much the same um, with minor uh, corrections here and there. But, uh, you know, I don't watch, you know, I'm not a huge parade guy, so I wouldn't notice that minute of a difference between parades of not having this or not having that. To me, you always had Santa at the end. You always had the ice and Mickey and Minnie skating on it. And short of that, I really didn't care what else was in there. Oh, other than the marching dudes, you know, you know the band with the the toys. The Herald so, Trumpets, the toy soldiers with the Herald Trumpets. Those were like my favorites. Well, I take that back. They can't be my favorite because the favorites of every male cast member at Disneyland was always the Snowflakes. The Glockenspiel Girls. <laughs> snowflakes. Uh, the snowflakes. I, I like the I like the Glockenspiel, the Bell Girl. The yeah, they're, they're okay too, but, you know, nothing like those tights and uh, Snowflakes. Um, if I said, I always remember being in the parade, but I don't watch it that much, you know. Um, backing up to the other question about Tinkerbell on the ice, if you all remember about, a, what was it, a year or two years ago, we had one of those new Tinkerbell movies, and I think it was last year, and it took place during the winters where she meets her sister, who's like a winter fairy, and because of that, with the uh, just the tie-in with the the movie that was released at that time, they had they did change it and had Tinkerbell go on the ice skating rink instead of Mickey and Minnie. Does she live with Legolas? <laughs> huh? hey, no, they're not fairies. At all. <laughs> Those are elves. Yeah, okay. But they do have fairies too, don't they? Aren't there fairies in that land? No. Okay, just elves. They look like fairies. Um, I I didn't even know Tinkerbell skated i'd never seen her skate so that's... i think it was just last christmas just last year and I, i'm honestly i haven't looked at this year's parade so i don't know if she's on if they changed it back or what the story is this year so basically we it's... don't have a lot of information but i almost guarantee you there is somebody in our audience that knows every freaking change over the years of this particular parade because well, that's the kind of audience we have sure. there was a major 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 change that took place in the mid 90s what they put exodus christ in front of it hmm? no let him finish um i would dare say the christmas parade was twice as long as it is today you and did. 
he's very correct in that the units that are used are essentially the last part of the parade where you're going into the toy shop, the bakery, um, and then you see Santa. It, it still bothers me to this day because I still remember the original Christmas parade from way back when, when we had all the different floats. We, we, my favorite, of course, being the uh, jungle float because you had a uh, jazz band on the front playing uh, from ju- the Jungle Book music. And, you, and most of the time, a lot of the times, we had a real tiger that was sitting on the back backside of the float. Um, you no, had don't, the, don't recall that at all during a Christmas parade. Oh. Sorry, you don't remember it, but it was great. Uh, you also had uh, the Mary Poppins with the uh, chimney sweeps that were going in as part of the uh, Christmas parade that was going through there. And you even had uh, uh, Peter Pan with Wendy, Michael, John uh, as part of uh, a small section there. You had all these different sections that all led up into the last section, which brought in the toy shop and um, the ba- the baking the cookies, Mrs. Mrs. Claus, and then Santa at the end. And that all changed back in the uh, 90s when they did some huge, huge, huge cuts uh, with entertainment. And they basically just literally cut the parade in half. And said, we're just going to show the Christmas elements. We're not going to show any of these other elements. We'll use those for something else. Uh, some of the elements were used for a uh, uh, the Mary Poppins stuff. I remember the, they used them a few years back for a show on the Castle Forecourt. They just brought the little props, that the, the chimney props that they had out there. They brought them out um, for the chimney, su- uh, like four or five chimney sweeps, along with Bert and Mary and for a little show there and they've used some other things here and there but yeah it's not the same christmas parade that it used to be back in the past yeah you haven't seen uh, saving mr banks yet have you no i haven't it's never mary it's mary poppins <laughs> it's in it's in the trailer it's yes when you said that i i actually had the pause from mary mary who oh yeah mary poppins i do remember the mary poppins stuff i i absolutely don't remember a live tiger um, I, I only remember it being used a couple years, and it was like, what the heck? Is that real? And, it, yeah, it was a very real tiger that uh, this was uh, part of the stuff that came in when we had the Circus Fantasy. Um, Good old Circus Fantasy. Yeah, great Circus Fantasy stuff um, because, the it, you know, it gave the job a job for a tiger for a while, and they said, oh, that was really neat, and they kept the tiger around or borrowed somebody's tiger, rented somebody's tiger that was uh, – that would just sit in the back of the float, and it was just really neat to see that tiger sitting there. Yeah, I'm actually doing searches just for any old video or anything, and there's not much actually online about um, any of the old stuff. Though I did find a link to a Disney News reminded me that I've got all those, and they used to put the parade pictures in, you know, every Christmas edition. Um um, wait, what was this? Clydesdale coming to Christmas parade? When was this? Oh, this was two. Th- Did we ever have Clydesdales? Because there's oh, this- we have some now, but uh, the only Clydesdales I know that were organized were when they uh, brought the- that Calliope wagon in. No, in the parade, because there's this was something Dark Beer was talking about on Laughing Place. Um, for for like the Christmas parade. That's what I said. This was like 2007. They were saying that. Um, Mounted on majestic Clydesdale horses and holding Canadian flags, hauled all the way from blah blah blah, you know, 
They're talking about the Christmas parade, yeah. Okay, I can't even picture using Canadian flags so. unless it was a Canadian unit that was visiting. Yeah, well, I, that's what I'm trying to find out here as I'm reading and talking at the same time. Uh, Canadian Clyde Ride team versus Squestrians unit to take part in Disneyland's famous Christmas or famous Parade of Dreams. This is they were talking about Christmas and didn't want to Parade of Dreams, so maybe it was a different parade. Anyways, that was a while ago, and uh, you know, who cares? It's <laughs> kind of what I say. Uh, there, so, there's it, so when you say long time ago, I was thinking like 70s. You're you're just talking about mid 80s, 90s. Well, uh, that's a long time ago to a little guy, a little guy, young guy. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that might have been when he was, you know, nine, eight. You know, some, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure how old this. I'm thinking, you know, uh, Tyler is probably high school. Or or, yeah. or early twenty. Well, yeah, you know, like thinking about future imagine You know, I, yeah, I'm I'm guessing that he's you know, high school, college, because he's, you know, has this, you know, goal. That's what. That's just my guess. You know. He looks a little older than that. Looks. Where do you see a picture of him? He's a friend, uh, class of two thousand ten. So he's uh, been out of school for three years. Yeah. All right, so a college kid. Yeah. So. Or, you know, kid to us, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I, I, some pictures came up, you know, not finding. I mean, I, the, the, if there was a parade, I probably said it would be my favorite of the parks. It probably would be the Christmas parade because I just, Christmas is my favorite time of the year at the parks. I just don't remember all these little subtle details, but it's kind of cool to uh, hear about some of them. So, all right. What other mail did you want to read? I think actually that uh, I can't find the email. Oh, you know, it might have been a thing on my Facebook uh, where somebody they they actually they said they found um, our conversation interesting about where to live, what the crime rates were. I mean, somebody you know, I don't know if they were. Really oh yeah, listening that week. Or <laughs> That's our two and a half hours. Don't worry. Went down a serious rabbit hole. That was a guy named Garcia. I I listen to, I I can't help but sometimes hear what Vincent listens to. He listens to like those guys that do uh, Red versus Blue. And it goes on, you know, you know, our tangents look like nothing compared to those guys. And they're just cussing up a storm and yelling. and Red versus Blue. You don't know what Red versus Blue, you don't play, um, oh, somebody's going to be yelling at their, you know, their player right now, uh, Halo. Oh, no. So these guys made up this, uh, it's like Red Crow, I can't think of the name of the, their like company. They've been in Comic-Con, Vincent saw them there once, was all jazzed out. But um, So you know what the Halo characters basically are, these guys, like futuristic guys and like soldiers. Yeah. soldiers. Well, the, the first one I saw was years ago when I was still working at Knitter, so I'll tell you how long ago it was. And they made them very kind of simple cartoons, uh 3D animation, they'd be like the guys who look at you, you see their heads would turn, dude, why don't you go out and get the flag? No, man, why don't you go out and get the flag? And just little, you know, stupid, funny stuff like that. I, I guess it's just grown exponentially from there. Um, I'm looking at this funny picture of one of the poor toy soldiers has fallen, and I bet he can't get back up. His head's almost fallen off. People are just standing there staring at him. Poor guy. Wait, there's a picture of a yeah, let Just me let me see. Drop if that. I need to see, see that. 
He's holding his trumpet. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a big old friggin' URL. Well, I, I had done a search for uh, no, Disney Christmas for Jungle Book Tiger, and didn't find any links. But I just started clicking in the pictures, uh, just to see. <laughs> I saw this one. I'm like, this is funny. I mean, it's sad, but it's funny. You know. Oh, hey, Captain Barbosa sent a uh, message saying that. Uh, I guess they started putting some uh, Christmas decorations on the Jingle Cruise. Yeah, I saw that. He says they must be listening to you guys or <laughs> Al Putz. Um, I don't know if Al's been we'll, saying we'll that We'll take too. the credit. We'll take yeah, full we'll, credit. We probably said it first anyways. I don't know if Al's been saying the same thing. I really don't know. I you know I don't read. Um, the only thing I did save, uh, I got an update because they had a picture of um, – Tom Hanks, you know, waving as Walt in front of um, uh, the, uh, the flowers, uh, you know, for their latest uh, version of their magazine or their online thing, whatever. Uh, where was it? Um, the court did I delete it by accident? You probably hit, saw it too, didn't you? The uh, uh, what? What? They, oh, there it is. What? What do they call this? Oh no, there's Disney Insider. Bringing Walt to life and saving Mr. Banks. Learn about Tom Hanks' portrayal. You know what? Do, do either one of you watch, and I'm guessing you don't. Oh, I found this great old picture of Disneyland. when they're. Oh, this is so cool. They're just building pirates. The old mine train is still there. This is an awesome aerial picture. I go put that. Did you see the, the falling? Uh, yeah, the dude on his back. Yeah. Check this shot out. This this is awesome of old Disneyland. Um, but anyways, either one of you, and I'm going to look up to find out, see if I can find out the guy's name is, watch the show Hostages. No, no. I saw the I saw the trailer yeah, for that, so there's didn't. no way I'm watching that. stupid. It just didn't sound anything. Actually, you know, it's it's like, uh, I, it's this show was done specifically to be a one-season arc. And that way, if it, it's actually doing kind of low in the ratings, but what they say is saving it. It's written as a one season arc. So if, if uh, viewership picks up, they can it could extend it. Extend it. Let's say like Prison Break. I thought, how 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 is this going to be good? And what happens after he gets out? That went on for what five or six years, and I found it very intriguing. I thought the writing was good. Hostages has been the same way. Every time you think, okay, that's you know the whole thing's been blown, it goes again. But the only reason I mention it because we were watching it one night. And, you know, Saving Mr. Banks, we had talked about that. I'm like, that guy looks like him, and Karen finished it, Walt Disney. This guy has the look, and I think could have been Walt, you know, should have. His voice sounds deeper. I I like Tom Hanks. He's a great actor. But he almost sounds like too high-pitched. It doesn't have an old enough look for Walt in the time that we're – Portraying Walt and 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 doesn't have the uh, cigarette smoker's uh, gravelly voice. Exactly. I'm going to try to find this guy. Um, what this movie picture. did you see him in? Oh, and he's no, he's in the. Uh, he's, he's in, in hostages. In hostages. Yeah, I just got to find uh, find the guy. I'm like, wow. Now this guy should have and could have played Walt Disney. Um, I'm actually, you know, speaking of that, I'm just bringing it up. Uh, I'm really surprised there hasn't been, you know, like a good biopic or any kind of really. We talked about this a long time ago. Because we talked about there hasn't been a um, 
uh, yeah, I was surprised there hadn't been an animatronic or something else. Okay, the guy's name is Larry Pine. Now, unfortunately, this picture they have on him on his IMDb page looks nothing, excuse me, like he does on the show right now, which he's got like a little Walt Disney mustache on the show right now. Oh, excuse me. Burping a lot here. Let's see. He's He's been on Guiding Light, the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. I, just plenty of Google images. He could do Disney, I suppose. Now, do they have any pictures of him from Hostages where he's got the little Walt Disney mustache? What I am saying that so you can think he's does a lot of big handlebars, not a goatee. He's actually got a you know mustache right now that looks on the show. He kind of you know skews, I think, Disney in the look he's that you know the way they've got him looking. Um, and I'm looking right now for see if I can find. No, I don't see any pictures of him. No, all the hostages pictures are of the other dude. Yeah, I see that as I'm scrolling through. Um, but anyways, you'd, you'd have to see him currently in the show with the mustache, and you'd, you'd go, okay, I could buy, you know, maybe he doesn't look exactly like him, but you could buy him as Disney in the age that Disney would be in this film. You know, the age that we saw him on TV on Sunday nights, you know. Gotcha. So anyways, I just wanted to bring that up because both Karen and I, we're thinking the same thing about this guy and you know, for what that's worth, but yeah, this IMDB picture. Oh, here's one sort of, it's, it's not the best picture. And of course, you know, in the show, he's usually, it's kind of, you know, lit very dark. He's usually at his house or, um, cause he's, you know, he's got connections and blah, blah, blah. This is again, not the best picture. Uh, but do I, I saw someone or black. You guys watch Blacklist? Have you seen yeah, that? Show? Oh yes. You like that one? Yes. Huh? Oh wait, actually, um, here's, I think here's the picture I wanted. You know, one that would would really serve as a good example. Yes, Richard, what were you saying? There say? was a uh, interesting interview with Tom Hanks the, a couple of days ago with Ellen DeGeneres, and he was talking about how he wanted to be true to who Walt Disney was and have a cigarette, but he found out that. According now, this is according to Tom Hanks, because I've never gone through the MPAA rules and everything. But he was—he said that if he took the cigarette, put it to his mouth, and took a puff, that was an instant R rating. So they couldn't have him smoke the cigarette, and and he was even joking with Ellen. Yeah, I could, we could bring the guns in and blow everybody away. Everything. We can keep it to a PG-13. Put that cigarette and take a puff. It was an R rating. So what he did do, at least in one scene, was when they were they open up a shot and they're in the office. I guess when P.L. Travers comes in, he's quickly stamping out a cigarette in the ashtray, and they continue on with the rest of the scene. But that, I just found that kind of interesting. On that. This little that, picture, this little picture you dropped in your eye, I see Walt there. That last one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm looking that up, Richard, because that that sounds. Because I'm thinking they have, they have smoking on TV now. You know, it's mostly cable because the networks have no balls, uh, so uh, they, they won't do anything to challenge, you know, any norms. But uh, I'm thinking like Battlestar Galactica, they all smoke like you know chimneys on that show, and I even saw some things with the creators when they were talking about it. they loved being in Canada because. One, the student, you know, studio weren't breathing over their shoulder, and they, they, 
had smoking and you know blah 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 blah. Um, and this is an awesome picture of Disneyland, isn't it? See the Grand Hotel back there. I can see uh, Melody Land back there, or at least their circus tent. There's even a stand of orange trees next to Melody Land back there. You can see, yeah, you can see pirates under construction. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the stuff on this side of the berm, anyway. Yeah. So far, all they're saying is, uh, all the articles I'm getting is, you know, asking the question: Should they get an R rating? It doesn't say they would get an R rating. I'm though, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the studio just didn't. You know, if you look at all the publicity photos of Walt, it's rare if you can find one where well, it, cigarettes even near it, him. This, this it was it was actually it got the story got even more interesting because I don't know if you guys still remember it uh, going through your whole little uh, Disney U class. You know, you never point. You always use two fingers on everything. You always, always use two fingers. I, I never use fingers. I'm always going full open hand when I'm directing somebody to someplace. But they always do that two-finger pointing on everything. And you see all the cast members. It's over that direction using those two fingers. And you get into some of these classes. They said, yeah, that was directed. Walt showed using those two fingers. And you see pictures where Walt's pointing at something. And he's using two fingers. And, again, this is Tom Hanks telling the story. This isn't anything I'm saying here. No, no, I understand. He says what the, what the thing is is the reason he's doing two fingers is because he's actually holding a cigarette, but they painted the cigarette <laughs> out. And, and he said, that's why you see all these pictures. And he said, Walt went back through and he said he wanted all the cigarettes painted out of it because he didn't want pictures of him smoking. So you see all these pictures where he's pointing to something, like he's on the Jungle Cruise pointing at something and he's using two fingers. It's because he's holding a cigarette, but they've since painted that out. That's, so, it's, you know, when I went up to the archives and I used to pour through some of the photographs, a lot of the you could find photographs of him with a cigarette, but they, none of them were ever. In fact, I think I've only seen one where I might call it a publicity studio shot. It was back probably in the 30s, you know, really early on, and you know, skinny Walt, young Walt, and if you look really close, you know, like next to him, his hand is kind of holding a cigarette, but you, it doesn't stand out. He's not holding it close to him. Um, what's funny is I'm finding all, all kinds of articles about, you know, uh, how our rating for smoking will cut kids' exposures to smoking in movies by at least half. Yeah, but like you said, you can go see a PG movie, and they're talking about giving head, having sex, having blowjobs. Yeah, so yeah. Half. But God forbid anybody light a cigarette, but we'll talk about, you know, uh, permissuous uh, behavior. behavior. Uh, like, well, you know, you know, a lot of people didn't like Dr. Laura for whatever reasons, but the one thing I did agree with her, I'd rather take my kids to, you know, an R-rated Schwarzenegger or Stallone or Bruce Willis movie where there's a good set of values of good and bad. You know who the good and bad are. Yes, there might be violence, but it's violence for a reason versus half the PG and PG-13 movies, which are so laden with sexual overtones that are it's way too much for young kids and i have to say i somewhat agree with that you know i agree i agree as well people see smoking everywhere so you cut it from the movies big fucking deal their parents Uh, probably smoking right next to them anyway so (laughs) i like get into this about you know we you cut this out and don't do that it's like they're just not 
in reality. Oh yeah, did you see that? The haunted mansion with no show building behind it. I, I, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see this picture, Richard? This is a great picture. What? I well, I put it in the the link thing here a while ago. It's it's probably we'll see. Um, here, hang on, hang on. I'll give you a better link because the one that has the uh, guy on his back. No, no, no hang on. <laughs> Figures you'd think of that. Um, no, it's got to be about 1964, so I'm guessing. No, no, it's later than that. Come on, Pirates under Construction. Well, how long did it take to construct Pirates? Three years? Did it? Oh, in 67? I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm speculating. I don't think it took also, three the years. The future is still there. Uh, the, the moon, the... the Start, or whether the the moonliner's there, it looks like the floating. Uh, yeah, that's the flying saucers. Flying saucers are still there. They haven't moved the railroad track in the back to expand for uh, Small World, though it looks like they're preparing for it. There's some yeah, great... lots of dirt okay, moved. I'll, dirt. I'll agree with you. This looks like about sixty-four. Well, when was when Six, was the uh, I, sorry sixty-five? Because Melody Land was built in sixty-four, so Melody Land's standing with a full part with. It looks ready to go. Yeah. So when I'm going to go with this is 65. When was the mansion show built, or not, uh, you know, the facade built? Anybody know? Uh, mansion facade was built. That would answer kind of right there, because it looks finished. Yes, yeah, it does. I thought there's, yeah, and that wasn't until with the uh, New Orleans project, which, you know, 64 opened, Pirates opened 66. Well, I think I... I'm... Yeah, I would say if we had show notes, we should put this in them, but we don't, so it won't. <laughs> yeah. You the one thing that's kind of interesting is take a look. Uh, Winston Road still goes through the back of it there, and they're starting to flatten out the uh, ranch where uh, the uh, new area is going to be built for Small World and everything. Yeah, that's what we were just mentioning, because the railroad tracks would have changed. That little tunnel you see at the bottom right that goes yeah. out, you know, okay. out the old roundhouse that little spur was cut off and they moved the trains a lot further back. How about the Dominguez house? It's still standing back there. Uh, Dominguez. Is that the Domingo's house back there in backstage? No, by the ranch? The house. No, no. About, Over by the monorail beam. You know, the natural backstage behind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because this, yeah, is before Prime, this is before Primeval World is built. So, yeah, the, uh, the Dominguez house is still there back by you know what would become security and all that yeah Mingus house wasn't uh taken down until the early 70s so what's this long building behind the flying saucers that's not the diorama that's That's the diorama but it's not the primeval okay primeval world's next okay yeah because there's the yeah there's the road that go that harbor point comes out of yeah 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 this is a great dating yourself what he said harbor point that didn't come into existence till a few years ago. Harbor House, yeah, but still, this this you know it's a great capture uh, of a moment in time. I even look at half the parking lot still in Orange Grove. You know, <laughs> yeah, and the parking lot's empty. It's a light day. Can't, oh yeah, no, hasn't been built yet. Those, those are one of the great days in the park. Right five there. five or seven school buses out there. Yeah, awesome. I don't even see any trams running. Well, you wouldn't need you wouldn't need one. I mean, geez, I mean, look at that parking lot. This is awesome. Oh yeah, this is this is. Uh, God, I wish I would have, you know, visited in these days. I think like seventy, you know, sixty nine and seventy is probably my earliest recollection of being in the park. Yeah, same here. 
this is okay, well, you got subs are in. Motorboats are in. Autopia is there, both versions, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Yeah, well, this is before the, you know, Tomorrowland uh, redo. Uh, is, the Skyway has to be in, right? Because Skyway was up before Ma- before Matterhorn. Yeah, Skyway's there. Um, I just can't see it so clearly. I see the oh, holes. I see the holes in the Matterhorn for Skyway. It's the little thin, you know, cable. You can see the you can see the shadows against the Matterhorn. Yeah, it's the it's the cables that are just so small. Um, but this is before the expansion, I believe, also of um, no no people the mine, mover the mine train, right? Because didn't it expand a little further when they added like the painted desert or something to uh, it? Is that what we're looking at back here? That's the painted desert right there, isn't it? Is it? Because it did get an expansion at one point, I uh, thought. Anyways, yeah, this is just, this is awesome. Great, great this picture. Very great shot. <laughs> Might be the ones that, you know, I took when Richard and I flew around it when he was still, you know, a pilot. And though, oh, I'm still a pilot. Still I just pilot. haven't gone up the air. That was in Once the a 80s. pilot, always a pilot. Still have a rating? Yeah, I still have my rating. I don't have a current medical, but I still have my rating. So you're not go to fly right now? I can go flying right now. What's that? I can go flying right now. It'd be illegal. But I if you got go a doctor's that. note. Well, I could go. I got to get a doctor's too, note. That's what it comes down to. I have to get a doctor. <laughs> got to get a doctor's note. Yeah. Uh, I have to go do the, you know, the usual, be able to say uh, A, B, C on the chart and pee in a cup, and then they'll let me fly again. Well, if it's that easy, what? kept you from peeing in the cup before i thought you had something negative every time you pee in a cup it's 50 bucks uh, really that was the last time it was 50 bucks the last time i had to go get a uh, medical i thought there was a, another reason that you were trying to clear up that uh held you back no oh i know what you're talking about no that that's been taking that was taken care of long ago so it's just uh actually you know, if I'm going to go spend whatever it costs now to go see the doctor, I want to make sure I'm going to have the money to be able to fly, too. So the frontal lobotomy worked then, huh? The frontal lobotomy <laughs> works great. And I don't have the jitters anymore, and I, and I don't have that funny <laughs> shake with the, uh, with the hand there. Yeah, I wouldn't, personally, I wouldn't want to fly in, in this area. It's just too busy, but, you know, I wouldn't mind going out to some, you know, less busy airspace and tootling around. It's not that bad. All right, so I jumped onto Wikipedia. Yeah, I could get and I could have sworn that Pirates opened in January of '67, right after Walt died. I but, don't, but this not, says March. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was there at opening. Walt was not there at opening. He I died was, December of '66. He was there yeah, to dedicate New Orleans Square, but he wasn't there to open Pirates. Oh, okay, he was there for New Orleans Square. Because I remember seeing pictures of New Orleans Square, but I thought he was there for Pirates. Too. Yeah, he was like with the mayor of New Orleans, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you know, trying to, I'm just trying to get when, when ground was broken, and try to get a, because I think three years to build a ride is a long time. In those yeah. days, and yeah, because Walt, you know, in Walt's time, he was freaking. Well, riding those guys like rented ponies, you know, beating. Greg, <laughs> uh, you'll find this is a great picture from Dave Dave Land Webb that I just put up here. It's, it's what we would have known as the, you know stage door and the little uh, Photoshop, but it was the Frontierland Gun Shop. These are some great. In fact, if you notice what's in the foreground of the picture I just posted, that's not in its current location either. 
Uh, I'll let you see if you can figure that out. When you gotta you go. be able. To, you gotta. You gotta. You gotta make the link smaller. I guess I could go through the thing of making tiny ULR. No, but... no. What you do is when you, you're Google image searching, right? Yeah. All right. So when you when you click on it and it expands, there's two buttons there. One says View Image. Oh, just do that. Click and get View it. Image, and then you get the actual direct URL. So now, see, now I got I click the link, and I gotta wait for Google Images to load, and then no, sort itself, no. and then display the picture you want me to look at. I forgot you have slow. Every time I'll keep going. It keeps wanting to bring up the stupid Christmas parade. All right. Let's see. You must be clicking the wrong one. No, I am clicking the one he just sent us, and it goes to the goes up to the stupid Christmas parade there that you have that link to. There's no way. Ooh, this is an awesome artwork. Uh, so, anyway, what else is um, so this movie is getting really good reviews. Did you also see that the Golden Globes snub Pixar this year? This is like the only the second time that uh, well, Pixar, what did Pixar do that was of note this year? Well, it was uh, the next Monsters Inc. or whatever. Oh, Monsters Inc. That's right. But then you know, I was reading an article about Golden Globes. You know, the Golden Globes, and they were they were kind of snarky at, at how they felt about the foreign press. But um, they were just noting that this is like the first time that there's no entry of Pixar, and Pixar wins it. Most you know has won it most of the time since that category has been added, but um, they mentioned that I think it was Cars lost to Cars or Cars Two lost to uh, the Adventures of Tintin. Now I saw the Adventures of Tintin at Paramount with animators. None of them liked it, which I found interesting. I would have thought they would have ate it up, but they didn't like it. I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. Now Cars okay. Two, you know, I had two Blu-rays that wouldn't play properly. I got bored with the story. I love cars, but cars too, eh, yeah. Could have cared less. Right. Still, but still can't find I, it. I, I have to admit, I kind of enjoyed cars too more than Tintin. Really? Yeah, I did. I uh, just, I don't know, just something about Tintin just didn't catch me into it. Mm, interesting. I mean, the thing that, you know, again, the thing, thing that's, I didn't like about Cars too, and that's why I couldn't care less. After two DV or Blu-rays that didn't work, it was pretty much I could buy Cars one because they're cars doing their thing. But when now cars need to hold guns and cars need to do this, you know, okay, we, we've we've what what do they call it when you um, jump the shark? No, 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 no. Like when you believe animals have feelings and they can do things that anthropomorphize okay i can get that with the animals and the animals doing their thing but with cars i just it you know i thought the first movie worked because of what they did the second movie i thought was just you know um huge major well the the whole spirit was different and the first movie was more about the spirit of route 66 and losing these small towns getting lost in progress and everything while Cars 2 was just, you know, we might not jump the shark, but we'll jump the pond and we're just going to go international. And we're going to do this and all this super spy stuff. Yeah, I just just didn't like it. They were also questioning, excuse me, the entry of saving um, Mr. Banks in the drama category. They thought it would have been better suited under the musical category. Is there a lot of, I mean, is there so much music in it you would maybe throw it into that category versus the drama category? Is it, it was a drama, is it musical, comedy, musical? Uh, and I, I don't think it's that musical. I don't think you're. But what's the cat? You know, the Golden Globes are a little different than the Academy. Is it musicals slash comedies? That is it's, it. 
is it a mixed co- is it a mixed bag uh, musical variety they, or something or other they put musical and comedies in the same category and then drama is a separate category so maybe that's what they were thinking that it would have been better suited um for something like that rather than i i have had a number of friends that have already seen it uh that's a good question for them i'd, I'd have to ask them all right yeah. so, so let me yeah. ask you this okay so two things one this picture of uh looks like stage door and the front it, two cuts. It, it is stage door there's grass yeah well did you see what's in the lower right of the picture the anchor yeah yeah, it's it's so, a totally different look there than you know what we have so, now. So this anchor hasn't moved, right? No, I believe it has moved. Oh, okay, because I'm like, where's grass in Disneyland? <laughs> it's, well, there's, that's there's where no, all the yeah, it's where all that seating is. There now. is no more. Yeah. Um. All right. So to, to identify the other picture, um, uh, I'm I'm looking up. I'm trying to find stuff on on pirates, right? So I find this thing in the in Disney's own wiki. The attraction was originally conceived as a wax museum and a walkthrough, but following the success of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress at the 1964 New York World's Fair, Walt Disney and his team and imaginers decided that audio animatronics was the most imaginative way to tell a rousing pirate story. So if they're going from the 64 World's Fair, how quickly would they, could they turn around and get this uh, 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 you know, steel beams in the ground? I don't know, but they, they left out another component from what I understand. It's not just the animatronic portion of it, but they perfected the uh, the flume portion of it with It's a Small World, which Which allowed- is also 64 World's Fair. Yeah. Which, which is not even close to being built in this picture. No, true. But um, it also, uh, that attraction, you know, especially after interviewing Wally or Raleigh was put together really quickly. I mean, at the last minute, Walt's like, Hey, you know, we got this other space with UNICEF and we can create this ride. Let's do it. Okay. You know, 18 months. And I think they designed, built and did the whole thing, you know, very short period of time. I don't know if it was 18 months, but it was very short. Um, now I do, from what I understood though, a lot of the sticks were sticks, steel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, were already in the ground, uh, preparing for the attraction and they had to make adjustments um, to make the the attraction work and fit, you know, within a building that had been started. Now I could be wrong, but I've heard that story before, so it's a story I've heard. I'm not 100% positive on that, but uh, either I've heard or read that somewhere that it, you know, the building had already started. All right, so late '65. This it's got to be late '65. Yeah. Well, like again, it, you know, did you look up Mansion to see when? The no, first- I, I haven't done that one yet. I, I was trying to run down Pirates. And I, I, I keep getting opening dates, but not when. Yeah, uh, building dates. Yeah. yeah. Mike, could so, you do me a favor and send me that picture of the Golden Horseshoe? Because the one that Greg sent me has. I'm looking at all this other crap: the Christmas Parade, Jungle Book, Tiger. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'll get it. Have to weed through it. I don't know how Mike got it. You didn't. But, uh, Hang on, it's coming. Just give it a sec. Maybe Mike's a little more technical savvy. I don't know. Well, yes. Yeah, that goes without saying, right? He's an IT weenie. Hey. Uh, what else was uh, something else had come up that I want? There you go. Uh, there you go, Richard. Oh yeah, there's something Disney. Uh, people were bitching 
I got it. It might have been on my Facebook. Yeah, it was on my Facebook. Let me. Mark Eads had posted something about a change to. Um, yeah, wait. that's Lafayette Sanker that's moved over to the New Orleans Square now. What? Okay, what am I logged in? I guess see which, you know, how I'm logged into. Uh, Did you get it? Did you get it, Richard? Yeah, I got it now. I'm looking at. Yeah, that's the uh, same uh, anchor that's Lafayette's anchor now. Grass, over at, but grass. I'm looking at the grass too. Yeah. Got to expand that seating area. All right. So let's see what Googly has to say about when was did mansion I, built. I'm sure a lot of. Okay, our, we all know it opened in '69 because they had a big old fat 50th anniversary just a couple of years ago. But it did sit there for like eight or nine years. Uh, opening date, 69, Magic King. See, this gives just opening dates has no construction history. It's like, and that's that's the part that interests me more sometimes than Did, just opening dates. You know? And I guess that the old Book of Wonders, remember the Book of Wonders used to have that had all the... No. Attraction lengths and... Oh, that book. I don't know if that book has that information in it. Ah, here we go, here we go, here we go, okay. The decision was made, place the attraction in New Orleans Square, a section of the park, and thus the building was themed as a haunted antebellum mansion in 1961. Handbills announcing in 1963, opening the mansion, giving out Disneyland's main entrance. Construction began a year later, and the exterior was completed in 1963. The attraction was previewed in a 1965 episode of Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, but the attraction itself was not open until 1969. The six-year delay owed to Walt Disney's involvement in New York World's Fair to 64 and 65 and to an attraction redesign after Walt's death in 66. So, we know this is... This has got to be... This picture's got to be late 65. Yeah, I think so because of the um, the pirates part. Yeah. All right, there's two things that Mark had on his... Um, I'm recording... <laughs> there, there were two things that I found interesting that Mark had posted. Um, one was. Yes. Are you there? Glenn Beck, I guess, disparaged the Walt Disney Company on his show. Um, it said Glenn Beck said that Walt, the Walt Disney Company has not had a successful new idea in nearly 50 years and is ripe for the picking to replace, be replaced by a competitor, and that competitor might be him. Uh, it's rotted fruit, Beck says on his radio program Wednesday. They're rotting it from the inside. Disney hasn't had an original idea since 65 or 66. Beck said that while Disney has had successful ventures, they were not Disney creations. The Avengers, for instance, was a smash success, but it's based on Marvel Comics. Before it was a dream, then, in parentheses, former Disney chief executive Michael Eisner said, we're a company, we're, uh, we're a company, we're a movie-making company. Beck said Disney is hollowing out everything, and the Disney, as you know it, they just don't know it. Or, uh, Beck said Disney is hollowing out everything, and that Disney, as you know it, is over. They just don't know it yet. He specifically referenced the allegations that the company is lessening the overtly Christian essay One Solidary Life from its parks, Candlelight Procession, where it has been read since 1976. It hasn't caught up with him, Beck said. Somebody's going to build a new park. Somebody's going to start making new movies. Somebody's going to challenge them for this title. Who has the balls to do that now? That has the resources to do that now, Beck said. That's, That's the main question. Who's got yeah. the cash? 
says, who has the resources to do it, the balls to do it, and the vision? Beck says his company has the gumption, but he doesn't know if it has vision or the sources. But I'll tell you this, I'm going to die trying because it's a takeable and I'm gettable. Oh, see, I think it's gettable. I hope that 20 other people out there are doing the same thing because it's gettable because I don't trust the Disney brand anymore. I know a lot of people that don't trust the Disney brand anymore. And what what I find, okay, so, so somebody's got an opinion, and I believe some of it's pretty right on. Some of the comments on on Mark's um, you know posting of this is what I find more interesting because the the fanboys, you know, the people who think you know yeah. Disney do you no know, wrong. Uh, interesting enough, one's actually named Walt. Um, you know, Walt Disney was a storyteller and an excellent one at that who took stories that people had begun to lose interest in and retelling in a way that reignited that interest. Beck takes stories that people might be interested in and retelling them in a way that no one cares. With few exceptions, Disney, the company, has been pretty good following Walt's original formula. Beck, on the other hand, is a bag of wind. <laughs> and you know, I actually did make a post that much of the you know success on the film side, with few exceptions, have been acquisitions, but there's always hope. And I've got a few like or one like on that. Actually, I think it was Mark. But what I find funny about this one guy's comment, I don't know that Walt really had a formula other than tell a good story because he was always changing the way he did things and trying something different. So I don't know if you could call it formula, like, you know, um, so much as just he had a good sense for story. And I, I, I don't know that... Um, you know, you, you you start looking at it and looking at all the successes or not successes. How we've talked about this before. Pixar kind of saved the animation side, right? And they're yeah. you know, Frozen actually got nominated Golden Globe. I've heard Frozen. People are just falling all over. Yeah, Frozen. yeah. I'm this hearing. latest uh, uh, what a uh, princess film. This is great. This is true Disney. I'm like, oh, that's good to know. I haven't seen it, but you know, the commercials, the trailers didn't really. I don't know. It, Spark an interest with you? Yeah, it just, but everybody says, uh, I, I made a post saying, oh, that's good to hear because an animator friend told me that it was a little slow to get going, but, you know, once it got going, it was great. And and, and somebody, and that person typed back saying, well, all movies are sl uh, slow to get going. I'm like, no. If they're too slow, people lose interest. If they don't hook you, that's the whole idea of hooking you right at the beginning, you know? And you know to me, this whole thing just sounds like the whole uh, what would Walt do type deal. Always trying to second guess what would Walt do. And I really get tired of people saying, well, Walt wouldn't do this, Walt would do this. Nobody Greg, does. You, yeah, Greg, you yourself has made the comment numerous times that, just like Mike just did now, nobody knows what Walt would do. He always kept you guessing, and he was always the one that was going against the grain of what everybody's quote-unquote conventional wisdom would be. He would do the polar opposite of it. Um I think that, you know, you can say what you want, but take a look at the stories that Walt did do. Pinocchio wasn't his story. It was written by somebody else that he attained the rights to. Snow White was not his story. He didn't write it. He attained the rights to it and made it. So what if we have other people that are making uh, films well, and attaining rights they, like or does these other? Even, that's even that's the, what uh, the job we do. Even the, the what they call the, the second golden age started with Little Mermaid. That's not a Walt. Yeah. That's not a Walt Disney original it's a story. Hans Christian Andersen story. Now I will say we quote unquote Disneyfied it. Well, Walt we, was famous for changing it to make it a happy story. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Grimm, most of Grimm's stories are not one. Well, 
they, they were marketed as kids stories, but you know, it's, it's not what they most were kind of dark. Yeah. They would, would do that. But you know, one guy did say he did miss the fact that all of Disney's classics were someone else's IP first. The company is doing what it always has only bigger and for far more money now. And that doesn't really still answer the question. If they're not successful, um, really, when you th- when you look at back and Karen and I were talking about this, you know, the, the, a lot of people were just so happy they were going to have hand animation back, which wasn't true hand. I mean, it was drawn into the computer, but it had the hand look. With Princess and the Frog, flopped. Um, wasn't a big hit. It had some decent songs. Uh, I know some people had the problem with it being kind of. Um, I don't want to say generic, generic's not the right word, but using a bunch of different ethnic groups to tell the story. You know, it's like mixing and fusing yeah. different things. Um, not everybody's still open to that. Um, I'm not really sure how to say that without sounding racist myself. <laughs> well, I, was, I was waiting for you to dance around and see how you don't get it to be like that. A lot of people you had a lead, you had a, you know, like a Hispanic frog and all these weird mixes. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever to me, but the story just, it didn't hold, hold much water. I actually, I I, I was old and a lot of people didn't like tangled. I was entertained by tangled. Didn't do well, but the last couple of years have not been good or kind to Disney for their films. Uh, Hopefully saving Mr. Banks will do well, but what may attract people to that more may be, seeing, you know, Walt's story on screen, which a lot of people haven't seen. So that, you know. But Walt's also support, the character of Walt Disney in that film is, he's a supporting role. I, well, I, believe me, I know. But, I, you know, again, um, I, 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 you know, one guy had a good answer here that says, there's some truth in what he says. Corporate has played it safe for more than a decade, not really taking any serious chances. And, um, I think he's right. And, of course, one guy says Glenn's off his meds again. But, again, anybody who goes against Disney for true Disney fans are always off their meds. Uh, they just they can't see. Th- What's weird is you, you get the people like on Mice Cat. No, no we're Mice Cat. Mice Chat. Yeah, we're the good guys. They're either um, defending Disney to the nth degree or they're complaining, but only their complaints count. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, if you contradict something they say, you're you're an imbecile. But they can be the contradictor. Here's here's the thing: you want to talk about playing it safe. When Card Walker and Don Tatum were running the company right after the passing of Roy O. Disney, um, the whole thing was they wanted to play it safe. the The company was set up so they can sustain itself. It would run itself. Blah blah blah. They wanted to play itself, and that is was is still to this day commonly referred to as the Herbie period because we made how many Herbie films during that period because they were safe, easy to make films that we can guarantee that we'll get we'll make some sort of profit off of it, and everything was safe. Yeah, and how, how many they, Herbies did they make? I mean, because they thought six or seven. They thought this was you know, and I gotta admit, as a kid, I knew what I was getting. You know, my parents knew what I was getting when they would go take us to a, a Disney movie, whether it yeah. was the computer who wore tennis shoes or, right. you know, a flubber or, or whatever, you kind of knew what you were getting. But when you got to, you know, uh, Apple Dumpling Gang, which actually as a first movie wasn't too bad, little little kiddish, but rides again 
And then you had the donkey that kicks the football. I remember the donkey. I saw that. Yes. I saw that in the theaters. You got the world's greatest Gus, athlete. Was it, was it you know, Gus the, Gus the um, football but what, but, Gus, what did, I, but you got to remember, what did that do to the company? It made the company soft. It undervalued the stock to where the stock, if you bought all the stock out, You'd be paying about you know six or seven million dollars, and yet the company was worth about fifty million dollars. So that's when you had all the takeover attempts back in the '80s, the mid '80s, uh, on the company, and eventually led to bringing in Michael Eisner and uh, Frank Wells. And the first thing that Michael and Frank started doing was they got back into the filmmaking business. There was a lot of you know uproar about how dare you do this? We, you know you got to pl- you got to make another Herbie film. You got to do this. You got to play it safe because what would Walt do? And Michael Eisner said, I don't know, but this is what I'm going to do. And that was the new renaissance that helped rebuild the company back into where it is. Yeah, but even Eisner is famous for not wanting to do what towards the end he you know, got a lot of complaints for was he didn't want the tentpole movies. He didn't want what Spielberg and Lucas are complaining has happened to Hollywood, which I do believe they were a part of doing. Some say, yeah, but it wasn't their fault they made great movies and it turned into all these big things. But now they're complaining about the way the system works. So I'm a little, you know, I find it a little disingenuous. But again, yeah, I can I can he help it if, you know, people flock to see uh, Star Wars? No, I mean, he made a great movie. So I guess he could have helped it. He could have made a crappy movie. Uh, he, I guess he saved that for the last three hours. <laughs> But, you know, but Eisner was famous for saying, let's hit a bunch of singles. And if a double or triple or a home run comes in there now and then, great. But we'll keep making things for low money, good entertainment. And it, they had to pull teeth to do Pirates. He, didn't, he wasn't interested in Pirates as a big tentpole movie. Um, and it's documented in a few different books eventually came around to some of that, but then now they seem to be resting all their laurels on every one of their movies, you know, whether it's uh, the last one with your your brothers in it, uh, Richard, um, the Lone Ranger that didn't do well. Um, it, it, it just tentpole after tentpole that are I, I just not I performing. I don't have any buddies on that. I just happen to be an extreme Lone Ranger fan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was making a reference to your... your um, His... Your ethnicity... We can't even call them Native Americans because they came from somewhere else before they got here. But they, let's say, early Yeah, ado- we were just here 10, 20,000 years ahead of you Europeans, though. Early adopters of the uh, right to live in the Americas. But you know now, Richard, or Shaft, whatever you want to I, I like, I like, uh, I like that uh, Graham Greene comment in. I was watching Maverick the other oh. day. <laughs> I'm going to find some dirty old garbage swamp so you guys will leave us alone. Yeah. yeah. So you know that I see because I watch a lot of the science shows and the history stuff. They now know that uh, you're they now know. Okay, I always like it when they know. Well, because the evidence shows it. You know, of course they the weren't. Evidence shows it. Yeah. Okay, I'll go but with evidence. Based on the evidence shows that Europeans were here far, far earlier than was ever thought. Probably beating um, the. Um, Probably the Asians who came from over the Aleutians and through Alaska on that ice bridge, they already know that Europeans were here uh, much earlier or around this maybe the same time but at a different coast. Uh, how, how do they know this? Um, from archaeological 
discoveries in the Virginias and that area of certain types of tools that were only known to be in a certain area of Europe. Um, so, so we're we're talking about brass or Bronze Age tools. Uh, no, older than that. Um, you know, like you know, arrowhead type tools. You know, those kind of uh, tools. Yeah. Um, just like I don't. No, I've, I, I, I've heard I've heard some of that stuff. I know the I my my mother, who was the real true archaeologist in the family. Uh, had always long thought that there was a had a uh, hypothesis of the Vikings were as far south as uh, Mexico and Central America uh, back in the day. Oh, this this predated the Vikings, though. The Vikings right. were still. And I, I know I know where you're coming from is from the uh, the, uh, the the I don't, they used to call them burial mounds, but they're they're more like ceremony mounds that are in Virginia and Maryland, where they have found. Uh, flint tools that are similar to design as flint tools that were found over in France and southern Europe. Yeah, these so, were ma- burial mounds, but I know there are some old ones those of those also, but part of what it was is the way they were stacked. Like, they had, let's say like an arrowhead, but instead of a tiny, you know, maybe a millimeter that, or... The way, the way the stones were cut is very similar, and you usually find that with, if the stone is cut similar, there has been some link between those peoples. That well, they sure, know. but it, it was more. It was more than the cut. It was they're oversized, they're ceremonial, and they're stacked like in a certain way. Cairn is that the word you're looking for, Cairn? I'm not the sure. The rocks stacked stones aren't those called cairns? Well, sort of. No, we're, we're, ta- we're talking about huge mounds. These mounds are about forty no, or fifty. I'm not uh, talking about mounds at all, Richard. You're talking about mounds. I'm talking they found these buried, not in mounds, just, you know, in sites they excavated. And they were, you know, t- let's say take an arrowhead that, you know, maybe would, I'm going to just say, throw out, big enough to take a mammoth down. You know, huge things. But they're, they weren't they weren't um, functional. They're ceremonial. And then, right. they would, let's say let's say they stacked, you know, they put two side by side, and then they two turned two perpendicular, stacked them, turned perpendicular, stacked. There was some sort of stacking thing that yeah. was exactly identical to the certain area in Europe, and they they hypothesized that, you know, where the glacier was, and they could have come around Nova Scotia and all this way, got Very down, easily. you know, down into where, you know, the mammoths were, and, and blah blah blah. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll still stake that, uh, you know. My my family heritage, my Native American heritage, does come from Georgia and the uh, uh, the Carolinas area right there. So I'll still say that uh, my folks were here. My paternal folks were here before, <laughs> before my our maternal folks. folks were here. <laughs> yeah, your, your your mitochondrial DNA has an older link. <laughs> mine, huh? My my my, my yes, my maternal. Uh, ancestors all came over, uh, you know, shortly after the Mayflower, about with about 50 years or so after the Mayflower. So, yeah, the, the other interesting one was there's a tribe somewhere in the south that has been um, practicing Judaism for hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of years. But wait, the Europeans didn't get here till. Well, wait, did how would they know? Well, the same practices, and you know these are these are Native Americans. Uh, let's you know. Let's not 
let's not forget you had the long before the Europeans and long before the Romans, you had the Greeks and you had the Egyptians. Uh, they were uh, great travelers and see a uh, great seafaring race. You know, even when you go into the story of Atlantis, uh, the Plato wrote the story of Atlantis. Nine half, according to the story, 900 years after it had taken place. And in the story, you go past the Pillars of Hercules. Well, that was the Rock of Gibraltar. So somewhere beyond the Mediterranean Sea, 900 years before the Greek empires, uh, you had the, these great civilizations that people did travel to and from. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, just, there, there's a lot of speculation on that. And, uh, you know, they've proven some of these little small boats would have been a harrowing trip, but they could have made it over. They could have made it, exactly. Uh, so, it's, yeah, I find that stuff very interesting. There, and there's some... There was uh, down in I think it's Peru. There's they found some um, uh, pottery that is distinctly Japanese by its, you know, painting. It's the way it's made. It's you know distinctly not Peruvian natives, which yeah. is which is very interesting because one of the guys we went to school with posted a thing. It was in the New York Times about. Um, for a 400-year-old oldest human DNA found raises new mysteries. And it led to something that I had uh, seen on one of these science shows saying that, you know, a lot of Darwin's theory of natural selection is totally out the window now and has been for a while because DNA has led us down a new path that, of course, he had no access to at the time. So he made his best guess. Uh, therefore a theory, not a fact. A lot of people do teach it as fact. Uh, so it totally throws a lot of his stuff out, out the door. So it's always interesting when you find all these new things, you know, because we grew up thinking, you know, this happened or that happened. And now with a lot of this new technology, it's just, it's just changing that. Sooner or later, we're going to find out that, you know, uh, Disneyland was really built in 1945, not 1955. We've all been <laughs> just never know. Somehow, you know, I, I, Disney, since we're you know way off I, the subject now, I, I I still like you know Roger Rabbit. Toontown has always been there. It's just that it opened up in the late nineties, but it, <laughs> it, it's it's always been there. You know, it's been there since the forties when you had Eddie Valiant and Roger Rabbit running around. So it's just that it's just been recently opened to the public. Well, yeah, these great you know very creative backstories, and sometimes for. Or some of these attractions. Um, so, had you heard about this removal of a certain passage from the? Um... I, okay, so I've heard something, but I don't know the details. I just know it's something for people to get uh, worked up about for some reason. Well, you know what's funny is that, you know you know a lot of people, especially Christians. I am one, but not the one that's going to complain about this particular thing. I'm going to mention. Get all uppity when people start calling it Xmas instead of Christmas. What? Not realizing Dead that, like, especially in Greek Orthodox, um, X, yeah, X equals Christ. I get I, well, somebody I know who's, who's Greek Orthodox was telling me this, that, you know, to them, that's normal. An Xmas would because X would represent Christ. Oh, okay. Um, but, but they still say the word Christmas. They don't say Xmas. It's written. Xmas, but read, but meant to be read 
as Christmas. Correct. Now, granted, I do believe the people that do it this way are trying to eliminate the Christ from it. But if they really knew what they were doing, they probably wouldn't do that. They'd try to find another way to, uh, as people would say, take Christ out of Christmas. Um, so I, I just thought, you know, it was kind of an interesting little tidbit since we are in that that season. So, Richard, uh, is any other new Christmassy things around the park? You know, I haven't seen the park, I don't think, this year for, since a um, long time. I can't even remember the last time I've been to the park. So, oh, yeah, It was July. Time we did our show, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's still, for the most part, the Jungle Cruise has been the whole thing. And it, like we were talking about in the previous show, it's not really a layover like everybody was talking about. It's just they've changed some of the scripting and everything. And you do have some decorations that were on the Jungle Cruise. I have actually but yet to it, see no, it. Uh, uh, oh, you haven't I, seen should, I should say on the docks, not in the cruise itself, but on the docks. No, we, we just, I don't know if you, maybe you weren't listening earlier on in the show. Well, I heard you talking about that they've added some stuff in there. Oh. And and as I just now mentioned, I have yet to see it at all. So oh, I can't. That, that's what I was going to ask. You know, if, um, yeah. uh, According to uh, one of our cast member listeners, there they have added some stuff in the park or in the attraction now, right, Mike? So. Yes, yes. Um, nothing too major. Uh, the tiger, you know, the Bengal tiger that's uh, there in India. You know, right right across from Indiana Jones. Yeah, the animatronic the tiger, twenty five feet, so it'll miss the boat by a good ten feet. Yeah, yeah. He's got a. He's got one of the. This, he's got a Santa hat in his mouth, but yeah, the I'm, I'm going to keep. Oh, so that's always good. The jump, but you know how the skippers have those those burlap type of yeah. Santa hats. That's the kind of Santa yeah. hat he has in his mouth. Yeah, that's it'd be better if he has shoes laying there. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then the 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 monkeys, the apes that are tearing apart the camp, they have Santa hats on, and there's Christmas like torn up Christmas decorations sitting on the ground. That's about it. I you know and I'm going to keep saying it and I will re-say it and I re-say it because I really think they're missing the mark for the overlay is tiki room. That is your tiki Christmas, not I, the Jungle Cruise. I think so too, especially if you take a page out of the um uh Country Bear book. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's the the big difference though is uh, and this is where it comes this is where we always run into trouble because uh, fortunately for us, we did not get under new management. But the reason we didn't is because it is extremely difficult to reprogram that attraction. It's still piano wire and cogs that run it. It's not the the, the uh, actuators no, no. sensors that they have running a lot of the new ones. Seen piano wire, but Rolly Crump painted a much different picture of how that thing works. Um, not piano wire and and cogs. Well, I'm, but- Going with the old-fashioned stuff. Well, okay. I think I think the point he's making is that it's not pneumatic, like. Well, there, pneum- there's there's pneumatic actuators in there, but it's not electronically programmable, well, like co- the other ones. No, are. it's always been electronically programmable. You're. Come on. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for Mike to pull this one out. Okay, go go for it, Mike. What? No, I know. I think I know where Mike's going. I'm, I'm trying to see Richard explain why it's not. That's what I'm. I mean, waiting for. We, we, okay, so let's let's set the, the last, stage. The last the last time I was running down there is some of it is running off of uh, circuits and some memory, but a lot of it is still running off of cogs and switches. Okay, but it's always been electronic in some degree. 
you you remember Walt showing the ambassador the little control right. the little control joystick that he would move it and the bird's head would move. Right. That, that would be recorded onto some kind of media. A that cassette tape that was actually on. hanging on the joystick. It's it's the recording quote unquote is on a cog that spins on a turntable and the cog turns the switch on and off. That's a cam, actually. That's that's what okay, cams are. Cam. Thank but you. I, I can almost guarantee you that the tiki birds, the their movements are recorded in some sort of electronic media for them to be played back. That was the whole thing Walt would say. We could record it. We could play it back the same way, exactly, every time. Yeah. So it didn't mean he they recorded the moves and go went and cut a cam, which is a mechanical... A, a, a mechanical method of making things move. It was done electronically. It was electronic impulses sent to motors to make the birds move. All I can tell you is what I've seen downstairs. And I've been down there too, and I don't, I don't have the same image you had. I had an image of a very early, rough version of a, um, you know, computer room compared to the other attractions. Uh, I, I know but, there's some modern flash flash uh, card memory down there that the sound is on, but yet the I still remember the movement is the old, you know, ENIAC-style computer that's sitting down there. All right, well, until either one of us can... A, a computer would be electronic, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it could still use punch cards and punch. <laughs> yeah. But punch it could card. be programmed. Punch you card know. computing. We'll, we'll, we'll get the we'll get the new punch cards over there. But look, I mean, think about it, Richard. You could, I mean, if you really had to, the movements don't really need to change. Their mouths are if, flapping open and closed. You could probably re just re-record something that works to. The mo- if if it's that archaic, and I'll, you're, you're I'll, absolutely uh, right. You could do that. Yeah. But considering that there has been minor changes in the show, like things cut out, added back in over the years to shorten the show and then restore the show, I think it could be reprogrammed for a Christmas show. You can always gut it and just rebuild it. And no, I think you wouldn't have to go that far. I don't think you have to go that far here. But. Moving along. Anything else for this night of uh, of, of randomness? Of, of potpourri? Yeah. Jeopardy. No, I got nothing else, actually. Got nothing. I have to go. I have to go. Uh, well, I'll tell you off there what I got to do. So, I, I got to go to bed. I got to be at work tomorrow. Yeah, really? I got to go to school. Yeah, they're pulling me in tomorrow. So. Well, then we should, get, we should uh, start wrapping it up. A, a six day. We've gone long enough that my uh, After Effects finished rendering, so that's good. Oh, that's why the computer's working better now, right? I don't think it's changed. I don't know if you guys notice any difference. but No, I have not. All right, so here, let me get this started. Yep, got to start at the beginning, I suppose. <laughs> wrong, wrong music. Wrong take, oh, that, take two. That would Slide. work. We could sign kind up of a live show. Since that is uniquely, well, no, it's really not unique. There we go. All right, then. So we're going to wrap it? Yeah, we're yeah. wrapping. Okay. 
So uh, go ahead and say goodnight then, gentlemen. Oh, goodnight, gentlemen. Goodnight, gentlemen. We forgot to have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yes, Merry Christmas, just in case we do not record another show before then. Forgot to put the link out for the uh, the contest, but okay. All right. We'll do that later. Good night, all. See you.